live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland. And T.J. Perry. Swung on that. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. He's tied the babe. It's a judgy and blast. Bedlam is history. We all know that. We've known that. Because OU chose to follow Texas and the money to the SEC. It's okay. So now we're having what I think are childish discussions in my opinion, over something that's done. Good. That's good. That's a good thing. Oh, good morning, everybody. It is a new day. Oh, Mike, Mike, Mike. T-Row in the morning show time. Live on location today on a Wednesday, September 21. We're at Brown O'Haver. And I got some new, uh, I got a new Comrex here, Teach. This is kind of cool. I'm, uh, you know how I geek out on equipment. Try to figure out how this thing works. But how do, how's it sound? Am I okay? Am I peeking out? Am I good? You're actually a little low. A little but low. Well, we can take barely, care of that. Barely. What do you yes, think about that? What do you think about that right there, mister? Oh, now you're a little high. Little hot. Let's back it down a little bit. What about that? What about what about that right there? I think that's perfect. It looks like you like that right there. You like that, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Right there. Good morning, everybody. It is a new day on this Wednesday, September twenty-one, and I'm hanging out with John and Tyler today. We're at Brown O'Haver. Mike Gundy says, "Quit talking about it." Mike Gundy says, let's talk about Bedlam, and then let's quit talking about it until I want to talk about it some more. So we're going to talk about Bedlam today and why it's not going to happen going forward. We've got Kansas State coming up Saturday night on Owen Field, 7 o'clock prime time, as the Sooners try to stay unbeaten. we got the big Selman statue dedication coming up this afternoon. Aaron Judge has tied Babe Ruth. He hit his 60th home run last night. Lots of stuff going on. We're going to hear from Dylan Gabriel, Bob Stoops, Brent Venables. It is a big hump day show, smack dab in the middle of your work week. And let's welcome in now my very best friend in the entire world, T to the J Perry on the other side of the glass. Good morning, TJ. Good morning. I'm on the same equipment I've been on for years, so I hope you're doing well. Good morning. I'm good. How are your arms and legs today? They're fine. I didn't attempt to uh, do anything with the gas uh, weed eater yesterday, so I'm fine. That's good. <laughs> fine. That's, that's good. <laughs> that's good to hear. Uh, I, do, I do feel worse about that whole situation after I got a call yesterday afternoon. I was at home, and uh, Drake called me about something, and he goes, don't get me started on the gas weed eaters. And he went into how much trouble they give him, and I'm like, oh, great. I'm in Drake's category now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so another... Small, weak individual called you (laughs) and said they have a hard time handling their weed eater. (laughs) 
That's right. <laughs> and you said, oh, I man. Said, quit calling me. I've got to go. And I hung up the phone. I was like, i got to get out. i got to go. That's funny. How was your Tuesday, Teach? Uh, fine. I got to see our man Teddy for a few minutes when we were at Scratch. Oh, really? Went and broke down his remote, and that was about the excitement of my day. So, Man, it is exciting to see Ted yeah. Lehman, the Butkus and Bednarik Award winner, right. in person. He's quite... That's- Oh, sight to behold in person, isn't he? Uh, he is. He is. Mm-hmm. Almost had to have him move a little vehicle that decided to uh, block me in. Just pick it up and move it. Just pick it up and move it. But I was able to maneuver my way out. So remember that lady in Lubbock a couple of years ago that was excited to see Teddy in person? Oh, yeah. I, I was not back that excited year. at Scratch. I did not do that, but you know, we we go back this year, uh, and I I I've never seen Teddy so excited to take a road trip as he is to go back to Lubbock this year for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know if the two are connected or not, but possibly. So that was it, huh? Just a boring old was, uh, I, uh, Tuesday. That was it. Fixed up, whipped up some tostadas for dinner, and yeah, you did. Watched the uh, an episode of um, House of the Dragon, and that was about my evening. So is that any good? I didn't know you were a House of Dragon, uh, the whole, the whole. what is that the whole Game thing of Thrones. called? The Game of Thrones guy. I was late to Game of Thrones, and I finally watched it after it was over. And it was one of those things that people told me it was one of the best series of all time. So the whole time I watched it, I'm like, this doesn't compare to such yeah. and such and such and Don't such. Don't try to tell you TJ people what's are good. overselling this. <laughs> As I found myself removed from it, I look back on it and think, man, that was a really good series. Mm. And so I'm in on House of Dragons as it's going along here. Is it good? Uh, I'm enjoying it so far, yeah. I'm only uh, on episode three. I think there's only been four or five released, so uh, good so far. The uh, the wife and I tried to watch uh, uh, Game of Thrones a couple of years ago. And about halfway through the first episode, she looked at me and she goes, ah. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. So we gave it's, up on it. That's Half how an I episode was, in. but I pushed through. If you push through. Is it kind of like Yellowstone? you got to make it through a couple of, ye- uh, a couple yeah, of episodes once, to once you push through and you start realizing who the families are and how people are connected and the, mm-hmm. the bloodlines, and all, then you get locked in. But it does take Everybody you a while to figure it. things out. Yeah, Everybody likes it. Uh, all right. Well, good for you. Uh, the tostadas, huh? I don't think I've ever made tostadas before. I mean, it's basically making tacos just on a flat shell. Do you make the shells, or do you just buy oh, them? Oh no, they load come. Them up? Uh, they come in a package, a Look little cellophane you. package, and mm. yeah, you just load them up with some beans and meat and cheese and lettuce and tomatoes and a little chicken and rice it. casserole for the Rollins last night chicken there for the uh, guy casserole. in Tulsa that always wants to I know. I haven't made a casserole in forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sounds delicious. My son walked in last night, got off work. Trevor got off work. The chicken and rice casserole was in the uh, oven. And he walked in and said, uh, hmm, what are you guys making? I said, it's chicken and rice casserole. He said, I think I'm going to go to the store and get myself a steak. <laughs> when you're 24, you can That's reject what, what mom and dad are making uh, for dinner. You just go what out to the grill yourself and uh, mm-hmm. grill you up a steak. That's right. Yeah. He's a he's an adult. He can do whatever he wants as long as he's going to pay for it. So what do I care? Uh, sat before me a little Icelandic spring water this morning. John has provided for me, TJ, 33.8 fluid ounces wow. of Skyria Icelandic spring water that I will be enjoying throughout today's it's gotta show. got to be at least a $20 bottle of water that size it and that a, brand. They spare no expense here at Brown O'Haver. That's how they roll. 
And uh, so just so you guys know, I will be enjoying this throughout uh, today's show, which I imagine will be heavily dedicated to one Michael Gundy. TJ, what did you think about old Mike and the whole, you know, we, we read the Brett McMurphy tweet on the show yesterday morning. And right. That seemed to carry the day yesterday. I did hear from someone last night uh, who said, you're welcome for us once again providing something for you to talk about on your morning show every day. Um, So anyway, Mike's uh, not happy with Joe. You got the Brett McMurphy story. Sooner fans are mad at Cowboy fans. Cowboy fans are mad at Sooner fans. What do you think about it all? I found you kind of hit on this a little bit earlier, but I found Mike humorous because he's like, we're talking about childish things. Talking about childish things. Let's quit talking about it. Let me pull out this list, though, that I have pre-written down, and let me go through the list of childish things, and then we'll move on from the childish things. The person who has brought it up more than anybody else in the Constantly. state would like us to please quit talking over about it. Over and over, he keeps bringing it up. And he loves the line of, they just follow Texas. They just yeah. follow Texas. <laughs> Am I right? Can anybody argue can, can with you that? Am I that? right? Can you dispute There's that? There's a little Ross Perot in him, don't <laughs> you think? Can I finish? Can I finish? I got my list. Can I finish? They follow the money on Texas heels. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> so I found that. Uh, <laughs> I watched that video over and over laughing because it's like, you've got a list written out that you want to go over about what you're telling people to stop <laughs> talking about. <laughs> The only thing that would have made it better is if he did a one-arm push-up in the middle, like between <laughs> that, points. That would have been good. Let <laughs> back up. Oh, man. Well, we'll play the whole thing if you haven't heard it. I Maybe you've been living under a rock. I don't know. If you haven't heard it, we'll play the whole Mike Gundy spiel on Bedlam coming up and uh, get everybody's thought. I, I can't wait to hear what John has to say about it today. Uh, hey, with TJ. Tyler's here. Man, we'll get everybody to chime in on it today and see what's going to happen. Are we ever going to play Bedlam again? TJ, I got to tell you, though, it looks like your prediction of OU going to the SEC next year might be wrong. The SEC released a schedule Ow. last night. Smoke That's games. It. Magic tricks. You can't go tricks. backwards on a schedule Magic release. tricks. They're subject to two Once change. that's done, that's in concrete, baby. Yeah, that's in concrete. Uh, I'm still sticking to it. Was that an indication it. that we're not going to be in nope. the SEC next nope. year? No, I'm still sticking to it. 2023. Hmm. hmm. No, John seems to be agreeing. And from what I've heard, the 2023 spring game may have the upper deck closed. Just what I'm hearing. <laughs> Your sources are in overtime, over and uh, uh, over gear today. Uh, all right, I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen next year. I think it's uh, 2024. But the old the SEC had a whole television show and a schedule release last night and everything. And uh... does Oklahoma have to play football next year? Or can they just take a year off? Sure, like a like a gap year, yeah. Just gap to figure year. out what they want to do in right. life, travel yeah. Europe, something. Yeah, sure. I guess so. We can do whatever they want. I mean, because right? that's what's happening with me if they play in the Big Twelve next year. Yeah, you're I'm, taking a sabbatical. I'm gone You've for already, one year. That's right. TJ has stated if OU's in the Big Twelve next year, he's taking a one year sabbatical. To which uh, John wants to know if he can have your lower bowl tickets next year. Uh, to which uh, Joe has said. You know, the possibility they, – they were heavily considering going to the SEC next year. But the idea of not having to listen to TJ for a year on the radio, they're probably going to punt it back a year or two. Joe now. would miss me. He would miss me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
What are we at now? Countdown to ESPN Plus, by the way. What are we down to? Like uh, three days? Do you purchase it? My days are four days. I thought yesterday was Wednesday, so it's the twenty first. Twenty fifth is when yeah. your uh, ESPN Plus Sunday. window opens up, Sunday. right? Sunday, that window will open. Mm-hmm. That's right. Very, very. Nothing else yesterday for you, huh? That's it. Nothing else um, to report. Yeah, no, there was nothing else really going on. Uh, yeah, it's a regular work day. All right, very good. All right, well, that's good. Hope you, that's hopefully good. yours was more exciting. I don't know. I walked seven miles yesterday, Teach. Seven miles? Mm-hmm. Why? Yep. Seven I had, miles? I had nothing to do yesterday. I mean, I had nowhere to go. And uh, so I decided, you know what? I got some podcasts I want to listen to. I listened to Plank a little bit. I listened to some music. I just kept going. <laughs> like I just Forrest kept Gump. going. I, yeah, it was like Forrest Gump. I just kept going. I just kept walking. Yeah, and then I got home and uh, just uh, did a little bit of work. It was a boring day for me yesterday. It's 100 degrees outside. You're I walking pick up, seven I, I, miles. That's not I'd good volley, for you. I had volleyball pickup duties yesterday. I had to uh, do that. So that was it. That was all I did. I get out of the house. I made a little chicken and rice casserole, and I walked seven miles. And that was my Tuesday. Yeah, probably a little more exciting than mine. You at least got out and... I mean, I walked, but I didn't walk that far. So I can't. I can't. I, that would almost be from my house to the station. What's your daily walk? How far is it? A couple of miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, seven miles. Yeah, I would walk to the station. Well, don't be too impressed by it. I mean, I'm still. <laughs> I am significantly overweight. I'm That's just trying walk. my hardest to do something about it. You know, so I got out and I did a little extra effort yesterday. Uh, that's what Brent would want. Impressive. Impressive Brent, on a Tanoga Tuesday. That's what Brent Tuesday. would want out of his play. Oh, man. Guy. It's a working man Wednesday. I forgot the proper song today. Well, you'll get it I'll next get time. It. I'll get it. Uh, focus up a little bit. Okay, we're underway on a Wednesday, 616. Uh, coming up, let's chat with John here at Brown O'Haver. Bob Stoops was on with Teddy and Tyler last night. Uh, they asked him his thoughts to Bedlam maybe ending. Hear what he had to say. I liked it a lot. We'll hear from BV, maybe a little Dylan Gabriel, the whole Mike Gundy spiel. I want to hear your thoughts out there. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. T-Row in the Morning Show, kicking off a new day back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle, Tuttle, exit 108. 6 a.m. hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show brought to you by Norman Regional Health System. Specialized professionals across the Norman and Moore area. Norman Regional Hospital, the Health Plex, helping you with all of Oklahoma's health care needs. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, also, Mike Gundy made a comment. OU never talked about the Bedlam game during the negotiations with the SEC. Am I'd I right? like to know how he knows that. Maybe OU said, <laughs> we want to continue the Bedlam game, and the SEC said, hail to the no. Am I right? Can anybody Can argue anybody with this? Argue Am, I with right? this? Am I right? No? Okay, Am I right? I'll go ahead. Uh, no. Okay. It was very Ross Let me finish. Now that, you, now that you're bringing it up. <laughs> Dana Carvey needs to go on Saturday Night Live. It, not, many, uh, not many people nationally would be entertained by it, but uh, we would all laugh around here. In, in the middle of this multi-billion dollar discussion, did they ever mention Bedlam? <laughs> 
That was, I like okay. Joe C, but not anymore. Huh? He just ran to <laughs> follow Texas. Uh, Joe C. Uh, morning, buddy. I'm having to shift voices here. Hey, Carter. Happy Working Man Wednesday. I also try Thank to you. take Brent's days to heart and apply them to my personal life. And Wednesday mm-hmm. is an easy one. Tuesdays are a little more difficult. Which is your day? Which day is your favorite? You seem like a Focus Friday guy to me. Yeah. Have a good day. Definitely Focus Friday is the one that really uh, hits close to home for me. You got to get ready for Saturday. So I'm a big Focus Friday guy, TJ. What about you? Um, you seem like a Tanoga Tuesday guy. Yesterday, did you have any giveaways? I did not. No. Yeah. All no. right. Good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I lean any of them. Uh, I'm a particularly. I tried to be a working man Wednesday guy. Yeah. Uh, there's a Mexican food place down the street from Brown O'Haver. It's really good, by the way. Uh, John Whitson, by the way, everybody. I can't think of the name of it. It's just it's like a hole in the wall Mexican place. And Alice and I go almost every Wednesday. Just we go sit down. They have good lunch specials. Well, they had a uh, lawn maintenance discount day. So if you were a lawn worker sure. or landscaper, mm-hmm. and I felt like I qualified for mowing. Right. You, may, you take much care every of your week, own Pretty yard. much every week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was a Wednesday, and I felt like surely this is the case, and I got shut down on that, so – that you tried took, though. You tried that to took talk the, That took the wind out of my sails for Working Man Wednesday. <laughs> All right, very good. What else you got, Teach? Anything um, else back there? Someone here took the advice of others yesterday. Says the weed eater in your left arm works. I tried it last night, and the edge is better. It just took some time getting used to. Hmm. You didn't get the old weed eater out last night, did, I did you? Not. No. Yeah. No. Well, let me know if you decide to try the left-handed uh, method. <laughs> All that is being all heavily recommended to you. All caps here. TJ is a liar. He gave away his man card to the weed eater yesterday. <laughs> that was two days ago. <laughs> that was two days ago. That's right. He uh, needed all day yesterday to recover. <laughs> that is right. Uh, Gundy went from a, I'm a man, I'm 40, to I'm a 50-year-old man-child. Uh, what is uh, what if OKC's next maps project added a football stadium at Fair Park? We play Bedlam at State Fair. That's a dumb idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know why you would do that. Uh, <laughs> more people saying I need to contact the uh, men's clinic. Uh, speaking of SEC, they did give a little insight into the format as the permanent rivalries are one to one. Does that mean? When we join, we will keep the same format and just do OU Texas as permanent rivalries and then rotating a different eight opponent every year. Not known yet. And um, so they're trying to decide between the eight or nine game conference schedule. I think they're going to land on the nine. Um, At least that seems to be the sentiment that I'm hearing. And under the nine game schedule, when OU and Texas join, that means you would have uh, – it's a three and six. And we've talked about this before. You would have the three, quote-unquote, permanents, and you would rotate the other six. So the, uh, the eight-game format is a, that they have right now is a one-seven. You get the one permanent, and you rotate the other seven to try to get everybody played. But I think when, when OU and Texas join, it seems to be the popular opinion that it'll be a nine-game SEC schedule, and it'll be a three-six format. It's just a matter of figuring out who your three are. That's the complicated part because they want to preserve traditional rivalries and they also want to try to make it even. 
so that everybody's playing, you know, the same level of three permanents if possible. So we'll see. John, how are you doing today? Good. Really good. Thanks for hosting us here at Brown O'Haver again today. Well, first of all, Toby, we love having you, especially after a big win like Nebraska and going yeah. into K-State. Uh, so, yeah, no, we're doing great. I wish the temperature would cool off a little bit. It's a little hot. I agree. I, I agree. felt like we had turned the corner. Uh, well, that and wa- walking seven miles in the heat, mm-hmm. big time. Well, That's thank you. I, I'm trying I'm, to I'm set the, the water for the youths. I'm hoping the water will uh, now this, replenish. Now, right, this Icelandic water is exactly what I needed today. Put the uh, nutrients back again. Did you go up to Nebraska, perhaps? I did not. Yeah, just... I was listening to the OU radio crew oh, good. at the soccer fields, both oh, in Newcastle and Midwest City. And um, y'all did a great job. That was a good call. Thank you. That was a good call. We got a good crew. Teddy and Chris and Gabe and the whole gang are really, really, really good. So I appreciate that. What would you think now, of the game? I heard Plank's battery run out mm-hmm. like in the first quarter. Yeah. Is that an indi- – It does, does the battery – does it run on like n- amount of time the person actually talks, like the number of <laughs> words that are used? Because that seems like he probably needs the most batteries of anybody on y'all's crew. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. But uh, we got to change those things frequently. They We fire through them pretty – Tom Shores, our sideline engineer, is a busy man keeping everybody's batteries replenished on the sidelines throughout a game. We well, burned I, through them quickly. How close were you to pulling a Gus Johnson at halftime and saying, I'm good, I'm just going to go to get a steak? And There was actually conversation in the pregame. Oh, you mean just leaving? Just leaving. Oh, so I, I thought, thought you were talking about, no, moving to. There was, we knew Gus was, we knew the whole spider bite situation before the game. And there was talk in the press bikes like, what's going to happen if Gus can't go here about, you know, how we're going to all fill this in, but. Uh, Fox never came and knocking on our door. So no, I never wanted to bail on the broadcast at all. Have you ever no. had? A, have you ever had a spider bite? I have. Incident? Yeah, yeah. My arm. I got one uh, like in the inside of my elbow here when I was in college, yeah. and a whole I don't know six inch circumference bruise happened in my arm, and it was like nasty. It was a nasty yeah. bruise, and then where the where the bite happened. Uh, kind of, it kind of died all around there, created a little bit of a hole mm-hmm. in my arm and it's grown back over now and everything, but I never got sick from it. Like it never got into my bloodstream or anything, but the location where I got the spider bite was bad for several weeks. I got a spider bite on my, uh, thigh the, uh, week we got, Alice and I got married. That's unfortunate. And so actually Bob Stoops and I have this in common because I read this in Bob Stoops book. He also got some kind of spider bite or infection the week he got married. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you remember what I'm talking about? And so I'm like, me and Bob have kind of a connection. You're the same person, basically. I was in the emergency room on my honeymoon night. Yeah, it was great. A lot of fun. So it got you. It was a bad spider. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sent you to the ER. And I didn't want to, like, tell Alice before the wedding because I didn't want to interrupt anything. (laughs) Right. You know, and it, like, hurt. Like You interrupted something. Oh, I did. No. So it hurt like crazy, but of course I'm like toughing it out and I'm like, we're going to, she has no idea. And then we're in the hotel room, as you know, what happens on, yeah, come on, you're now. married. We're all married family, here. Family Everybody show. that's listening yeah, is married. kids going to school today. The pants came off and Alice is like, oh my gosh, <laughs> for all the wrong, for all the wrong reasons, for all the wrong reasons. I apologize to everyone. And, uh, she's like, we are going to the emergency room. 
And I was like, you said sickness and health like an hour ago, and yeah. I appreciate it. We're in. You got that contract before. Yeah, she, I absolutely If did. she had known that before the vows, she might have ran oh, for the hills. She'd have called it. Yeah, yeah. she'd have called it. So, yes, I, I feel bad for anybody with the spider bite. Um, but I appreciate Oklahoma just going ahead and putting it away so Gus could get taken care of. I uh, hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. Gus is not a very big guy. If you guys ever seen him in person, he is a tiny, thin human being, like 150 pounds, 160 pounds, something like that. So a good spider bite could knock him down, I could see. Listen, I am far more upset about losing Gus and Joel than I am OSU okay. when we go to the when we go to the SEC. I really hope that ESPN somehow shanghais those two guys and gets them over. I don't think they'll go, but I love listening to it's them. It's the best games. crew in college football. It's the yeah. you know what they make it fun. Gus especially makes it fun, brings it energy. Yeah. It's you know just hearing his voice. You're oh. like. Oh. I mean, even though the games where we've lost, you know, I think about it's like the Red River. Oh. I, I yeah. love it. I mean, even going back and watching him after you've seen him, he just like gets you hyped up again. Yeah, um, it, yeah it, he's a lot of fun. So I hope. Yeah, I'm going to miss that a whole lot more than anything the school up north is going to do for us. All right, we're going to play Bob, and then I want to. You know, obviously, we're going to have you tell us all about Brown O'Haver and the things you can do for folks. But I also want to get your thoughts on Bedlam today coming up. Okay, you hang with me today. Absolutely, and, I'm uh, here. Be my co-host. Let's co- go. My co-co-host. Let's do it today. Break time. Bob Stoops was on the rush. He's on there every Tuesday. Hear that interview next. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. It is The Rush on The Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. It's time for our favorite segment of the week. When we get to talk to uh, Coach Bob Stoops, brought to you by Modelo. And Coach had an awesome day on Saturday. He got to go watch his brother be honored as the all-time winningest head coach in Kentucky history, and they got a big-time win at home as well. Bob now joins us. Um, how was the weekend in, in Lexington on, on uh, Saturday, Bob? Well, it was great. Uh, I just really wanted to be there with Mark and really all my other brothers and sisters. My mother, everybody went down. Had a great time, and uh, rec- they recognized Mark right before the kickoff as the uh, you know all-time winningest coach at the University of Kentucky and football, and it was pretty special. So uh, had a great time, and oddly, we're playing Youngstown State uh, for that game, and I think the entire city of Youngstown was there. So you, my brother Mark has so many, we all do, close friends and buddies, and, you know, so every we had so many people down there. It was, uh, it was really a lot of fun. Yeah, they're they're three and zero now. Already knocked off a, a number twelve Florida on the road. Got Northern Illinois coming up and out on the road against Ole Miss. That's going to be a fun season watching Kentucky this year, man. It's the SEC East is is looking good. I don't know how much of the uh, of the game in Nebraska you got to see. I'm guessing quite a bit of it, but um, man, oh, what an atmosphere worry, up there! Worry. Was, don't worry, I was back and forth. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw. I bet I saw most all of the uh, OU game. What'd you think? You know, going up in there, it, it's tough. Whenever you know you've got that situation, you've got uh, a coach that's just been let go. You, maybe not knowing exactly what you're going to get there from Whipple as offensive coordinator. Um, came out a little on their heels as they did see some new stuff there, but adjusted and 
in that atmosphere shut the place down? Yeah, I think that's always a little overrated, the fact that they fire a coach and everybody's going to be motivated. I don't know. I don't know that anybody's that uh, mean or bad of a coach that the team does better firing them. So in the end, um, I wasn't real concerned about that. You just want to be able to play your best, and I thought we did. I thought we played it, uh, you know, in a great way. Fantastic. Uh, you know, the first series, give them credit. They went down, scored, and we settled in, got the tempo, and figured them out and shut them down. And then offensively, same thing. Initially, we get shut down, and then, I don't know, I think we went on four straight touchdowns and, you know, played great, I thought. And I, I felt we would. I felt we've been holding some things back offensively, as we should uh, and should have. And uh, I think we let it go in this game. Maybe even not all of it, but we got more going. We got the counter power, whatever you want to call it, our double pull going, pulling a couple of linemen in front of the back, and we gashed them on that. Tempo was great. I thought Dylan uh, was uh, great again and throwing the football. And so, anyway, I, you know, how many, I think it's been eight, nine, ten straight games. They've been in single-digit losses. I understand they've had their trouble, but they've been tight and close in every game, except that, that wasn't the case in this one. It was 35-7 at halftime. It was over. Yeah, no, it was. And, and Brent talks a lot about adversity and this team facing adversity and overcoming it. It was the first true road game for this particular team. Do you make anything, Bob, of you get down 7 nothing? the offense has a third and long, and that place was going crazy, and then OU scores 49 unanswered. Do you make anything of it? And if, if you do, how much do you make of facing that adversity and responding by scoring 49 consecutive points? Yeah, no, I, I think it shows a lot of character, a lot of toughness, mental toughness, you know, all of it. Um, you know, that's just, that was loud in there. You could tell they were having a hard time communicating, and, you know, you could hear it on the TV how loud it was, and they handled it. Didn't matter to them. Stuck to what they had to do on the field and made the plays they needed to make. So, um, no, it, it matters being in that environment, 90-some thousand and uh, quieting them down and continuing to execute the way they needed to. Got Kansas State coming to town. Uh, it's going to be a night kick, 7 o'clock kick, going to be a huge atmosphere. Um, despite Kansas State losing to Tulane, which was, was a shock to me, uh, it's a dangerous football team. Adrian Martinez is a dangerous quarterback, especially whenever you know he gets outside of the pocket or they use him in the, in the quarterback run game. They got one of the best edge rushers in the country, Deuce Vaughn, in the backfield. Excellent at special teams. Just uh, another dangerous Kansas State team coming to town, Coach. Yeah, and that's we've we know this story. So, and I, I know Brent, having played there, having been there on the ground floor with us, and having lived it uh, for a good number of years, we'll we'll have them ready. They'll know what they're up against. And there'll be no surprises. I mean, they are good. I don't care what about last week. They'll, we, we get everybody's best shot. They'll be a different team than they were a week ago. That always happens. Uh, you know, we don't walk in anywhere and not get someone's best shot. That's just the way it is. But he'll have them ready. I really believe that. Um, but, uh, you know, don't be fooled. 
And I think that's what happens when Kansas State, they'll beat a lot of people because people sometimes don't give them the respect they deserve. Um, they, they play with the chip on their shoulder. They play tough, aggressively. But that doesn't mean we can't do the same thing. Yeah. And I loved what the way Brent's teaching and coaching and preaching. There's a lot of that. And, and I feel our guys are playing that way as well. You know, we're playing with the chip on our shoulder, and we got something to prove. And, and I, I thought I saw that a lot last week. You know, I thought the defense was excellent. Uh, again, just really controlled the game. And uh, so, anyway, I, I, I feel we'll continue to play well. Coach Bob Stoops is our guest, brought to you by Modelo. Yeah, Saturday is going to be a lot of fun, and, and one of the reasons why it's going to be a, a really cool day is, you know, the Selman brothers, they, they get their statue on Saturday. I believe that's at 3.30 on the corner of Brooks and Jenkins. What do you think about the Selman brothers getting their statue on campus, and are you going to be able to uh, to be out there on Saturday at 3.30? I'm going to do it. Sure, I'll be there. I okay. don't, I do anything for that family. I love those guys. I've gotten to know all of them through the years of course in my early years and Leroy and uh, Dewey I knew first uh, in my first month maybe here when they were dedicating the Switzer uh, you know the Switzer the whole Switzer Center Leroy was there and Dewey and uh, gosh you can't find better people in the world I love getting to know them just I uh, can't say enough about them. Everybody knows that. Just beautiful people, beautiful families, and gotten to know Lucius through the years. Same thing. It's incredible that there can be those, that those three peaceful, beautiful guys that were that that wrecked that havoc and were that nasty on the field. Uh, you talk about Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Those guys when they got on the field turned into different people. So. You just go back and you look at those years they played and played together. It's pretty amazing. I told the story just to, to my family the other day that they understood and appreciated what these guys did. And their eyes are just wide. Like, seriously, that's what all the they, number one defense in America, national champions, undefeated, on and on and on. These guys were special. And uh, they're even more special people. I can't wait to see that statue. It's going to be awesome uh, sitting over there, those three guys together, some of those famous pictures. I'm sure it's going to look like that. and It's it's cool. You know, I, I guess it's probably going on 50 years ago uh, they played it at Oklahoma, and the Selman Brothers is still a name pretty much known by anyone, anywhere when it comes to college football. Just awesome stuff. Um, I had to ask you before we let you go about the – the Oklahoma State, the Bedlam situation, I, I'm, I'm sure you've heard both athletic directors kind of coming out and um, acknowledging that the series will not continue whenever Oklahoma goes to the SEC. Um, what were your thoughts on that whenever you first heard it? Yeah, um, you know, so be it. I anticipated it. Um, I think everybody anticipated it. And uh, not everything stays the same. I mean, Nebraska left us a long time ago to go to the Big Ten, and so that that was another huge rivalry, you know, that gone by the wayside, and or it was every couple years we might play. But in the end, it changed everything. Things change. That's just the, the way of the world, the way life goes. Uh, so be it. 
Um, I think we're going to have a lot of incredibly big games in our stadium that'll make up for that, I would guess. I guess you could just think about some of them that might be coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, one last thing before we get you out of here. We, we saw that you finalized your uh, your coaching staff last week. Congratulations on that. And you, you got a familiar face as your director of ops. Old Maddie McMillan is back at it. But uh, that, it was really cool I to do. see your staff and some familiar faces there. I do. And a couple of guys that, you know, are Hawkeye teammates of mine, uh, Jonathan Hayes and Chuck Long. And Chuck was with us for the national championship game. And, uh, you know, in 2000, and uh, they were together. We ran a really good – they had the best record in the league, I think, at St. Louis when we – before we had a shutdown after five games. So they're going to be my co-offensive coordinators as well. So uh, so anyway, we'll, uh, we're looking forward to having a great league, and that'll, that'll all start – uh, games will start the weekend after the Super Bowl. February 17, 18, something like that. We'll start practice in January. There's the HBC, Bob Stoops. You can hear him every Tuesday on The Rush with Teddy and Tyler. Good stuff there, talking about Bedlam, talking about the Selmans, talking about going and uh, being with Mark as he was honored this weekend up in Lexington. We'll take a break. We'll uh, chat with John here at Brown O'Haver, and I want to get some of your thoughts out there on the story of the day yesterday, Bedlam is dead. We'll be back. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Toby's at Brown O'Haver. I'm in the Brown O'Haver studios. This is the T-Row in the morning show on The Ref. This hour brought to you by Norman Regional Health System. One text here, and I'll let you get back with John Air Comfort Solutions text line. Okay, gents, your motivation for my morning walks needs some work. First, we uh, get to hear when TJ's wife is down and has to take it easy that her workout is still twice of what mine is. Then we have Toby this morning <laughs> talking about a seven-mile jaunt. I already have to deal with BV's morning run every day at 5 a.m. Next, he'll be telling me that Mike Gundy does one-hour uh, one push-ups around his neighborhood before work. Uh, that's from Southpaw Sooner. Come on, Southpaw. Hey, just... Worry about yourself. Take care of yourself, Southpaw. You go Pick on your up, walk. Southpaw. You go on your walk. You do your thing. Don't worry if Toby's walking seven miles. Mm -hmm. That's a little excessive, even for me. Mm -hmm. Southpaw. Seven miles. Southpaw. A little doing a little thing. Is still doing a thing. TJ right. hates Southpaw right. sooner. Well, he's left-handed. Mm -hmm. Jeffrey golf's left-handed, and it freaks me out. Hmm. It's weird. Is that the only thing he does left-handed? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Can he golf right-handed? He can hit it right-handed, but, I mean, he's not very good. Just natural. What about baseball? I think he would swing right-handed. He definitely throws right-handed. So we thought he was left-handed because he swung a golf ball left-handed or swung a golf club left-handed. So then when he started school, we told the teacher, oh, well, we think he's left-handed. So she made him write left-handed. His handwriting is atrocious, like just incredibly bad. So I don't, I don't even think he's left-handed at all. I think he's right-handed. You know, I rem that makes sense now because I remember when Jeffrey worked at the ref, TJ, would always complain about how much he hated him. That so makes that sense. makes a lot of sense. No, no, now. no. Yeah. I didn't it's, know. It's all, it's all I never put two and two together. We never together. got along. We never Le got along. Yeah. Left-handed left -hand, left people, uh, it's off-putting. It's just, it's weird. Like Dylan Gabriel throwing the ball. It's just weird. I think you probably don't want to put that out there because you could have some left-handed clients that are interested in <laughs> using you. Well, I'm going to tell you what. The insurance company treats left-handed clients terribly. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
if you're left-handed and you've been treated you're terribly the, by your insurance company. Anti-left-handed insurance company. Oh, 100%. Call insurance. us 405 735 We'll assign the left-handed adjuster to your claim. And Let's you'll be good talk to go. a little more about Brown O'Haver. Um, for people who are waking up today saying, what in the heck is this place? How do you answer them, John? We are – Brown O'Haver is – Public insurance adjusters for the insured, not the insurance company. So if you've had a loss, fire, wind, theft, rain, uh, flood, vandalism, call us. 405-735-5510. You can hire us. Tornado. And we will adjust the claim for you to make sure you get more money and more money quickly. And we've been in business since 2006 and uh, helping folks out. We've got a ginormous list of references. You can get on our Facebook page and see customer testimonials. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand, John. I don't understand what you do. Give me an example of what you do. Explain it to me today. So, you know, sometimes, a lot of times we give examples about making more money, and we'll, we will give some more of those today. But this first example is just how chaotic it can be right after a loss, a insured will be inundated with contractors and the insurance company and restoration companies. And it can be a lot. We have a client that recently hired us and she called us the same day as her loss. Uh, she called us and said, I feel overwhelmed and I need Mm -hmm. you out here to run interference. (laughs) Right. And so we sent our adjuster out there. They arrived on site and we immediately began navigating the various contractors, restoration companies, everything that was going on. And we put our client on day one in a positive position to be able to deal with their claim. And we're already working on getting them an estimate and getting them paid. Nice. And you're taking the stress out of it all, Absolutely. You're going to get them more money, and you're going to make life better for them. It's one of the most stressful things anybody will ever go through, and most people only do it once or twice in their life. We do it for clients 40 to 50 times a month. Phone number? 405-735-5510. All right, don't worry. We're going to talk a lot more to John here this morning. Uh, Let's spend next hour hearing what the fans have to say and hearing what Mike Gundy had to say yesterday. Back after this.